Welcome to this episode of Your Wellness MD Podcast. Family physician and wellness expert, Dr. Daniela Stein, has meaningful conversations that will take your health to the next level. She explores the connection between a healthy body, mind, and soul, and shares tips that will enable you to thrive. Dr. Stein has helped thousands of people have a better quality of life by improving their health with science-based knowledge, education, better nutrition, mindfulness, and lifestyle choices. Join us today, empowering you to live your best life with optimal health. Hi, and welcome to the Wellness MD Talk Show. I am so excited to have a phenomenal doctor with me. It's Dr. Mikhail Siegel. And I'm so privileged to have her with me. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. The reason I'm so excited to talk with you is I'm working with a lot of physicians, specifically on burnout. And at the hospital and within our region, I do a lot of work and workshops for physicians and other healthcare providers on burnout. And you are an expert in physician burnout. And you've done further training, specifically in coaching, to become a certified life coach. Tell us, oh, and you're a medical doctor, so you're in a perfect position to help physicians. Tell me a bit about yourself. Where did you train and what training did you do? Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, so um, I actually am also working as a hospitalist um, here in um, British Columbia. So I did my training in uh, at UBC. I did medical school at UBC, and then I did my family practice training in Toronto at U of T, in one of the um, inner city programs. And then I worked a bit in Toronto and then moved back here to British Columbia. That's where my family is and where my home was. And I've been mainly working in the hospital as a hospitalist, but doing a bit of long-term care work and a bit of teaching at UBC. And then recently, more recently, I sort of found out about coaching and got coached and then decided to become a coach myself. And I've been uh, working on the Physician Wellness Committee and really focusing on uh, physician burnout um, within the physician community, but coaching to the larger community as well. Yes, and that's such a big thing, right? Because we, when we did our initial medical training, mm-hmm. we were not taught on coaching. It's almost, coaching has always been there, but it's oh, it's a newer thing to actually be taught now. So to me as well, I've always had such a hard time when I would tell patients to do this or do that and just eat healthier and live different and Mm. then they'll come back and they were not able to make these changes. And I found it was only after I got coached and learned how to coach other people that Mm. we really just equip people to make their, to implement their own changes. So it's not us telling people we're enabling and equipping people. Totally. Exactly. Like as physicians, I I think, yeah, our training, we were taught to sort of, this is what you do and this is what you tell patients to go to do, but people don't, don't respond that way. You know, I mean, it it works much better once more collaborative and you kind of learn the coaching approach, especially to lifestyle changes, which are so important. And I think, you know, we weren't taught that as um, medical students, um, the importance of sort of, you know, the 
the lifestyle medicine kind of pillars of sleep and diet and exercise. And so now like learning that and learning how to kind of share that information and support people in making those changes is so important. And that is something that you're very passionate about, right? Because mm-hmm. you you support them to to give people that knowledge and then because your goal is to help everyone live their healthiest and happiest life. And, you know, that is the ultimate goal. That's the goal of our clients. That's the goal of our patients. That's the goal of other physicians Yeah. to, to get to that point where we can live a healthy, happy life. And I know with the methodology you teach, you really believe that that true wellness is really once we get that alignment between your mind and your body and your spirit. Can you exactly. chat a bit more about that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think we discount a lot of like how important emotional health is to our overall well-being. So, and and a lot of us also grew up without really paying attention to our body and what our body is telling us. And so kind of making the connection between, you know, how we're feeling, how what what is our body telling us, and then, you know, and then and how we're treating our body and and then obviously paying attention to, you know, the different signs of, you know, what, what's happening with our body, but just connecting it all. So sort of, again, like the pillars of lifestyle in terms of our sleep, our, our movement, how we move our body, exercising, and then also our mind and, and our emotions. And so just making those connections and just, I guess, just giving um, a lot more weight to our emotional health and our mental health because it's so connected. Yes, yes. So Mm -hmm. if a physician is now listening to this or a healthcare provider, what would be the signs of burnout? If they're thinking, I'm not having burnout or do I just hate my job? What would you advise? You know, what are the signs of burnout? Well, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Maslach's burnout inventory. So, you know, using those as sort of a measure of... But but tell our listeners, because maybe some of our listeners are not familiar. Okay, um, so so there's Maslach created a, an inventory of of, um, of you know a scale where you can kind of, yeah a scale so you can kind of look at that and see um, am I experiencing some of these and these may be uh, signs of burnout so like depersonalization so when you sort of you don't feel as connected to what you're experiencing or what um, what you're witnessing, that's, that's one sign. And there's, there's a number of them. So you can kind of go through them all and, 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 um, and see if that's, um, if that's something that you, you know, you're connected to or not. Um, So that is something that I can definitely attach in the description, but -hmm. just all the signs that we can look out to make us aware that if we are going through burnout. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, people, people describe it different ways, but like just feeling emotionally exhausted as well is one of them. So, um, and I think like, um, sometimes it may be hard to kind of sort out at the beginning, what exactly you're feeling. And that's why it's, it's helpful to have a coach or a therapist or someone can kind of work you through it. But I think that the number one thing is to kind of just acknowledge that something is wrong. So I think like that is, that's the first and biggest step is just kind of taking a step back and going, what is going on? Something is not right. And then, then you can sort out, is this burnout? Is this me not liking my job? Is it just a matter of changing jobs or is there something 
more to it? Or are there kind of little changes that I can make? So I think, you know, it's, you can use the scale and you can, you can kind of, um, you know, there's other tools you can use, but really the main thing is kind of just taking a step back and kind of really working, working with someone to, to make some small changes in your life and taking a step back. So then you can evaluate what exactly is going on for me. And sometimes it's a number of different things, right? Sometimes it's just stress, acute stress, and sometimes it is deeper into burnout. And um, so, yeah, there's like a, there is a continuum, you know, there's, there's trauma, people experience trauma and work. So there, it gets complicated, but you know, just acknowledging there's a there's a problem is I would say the biggest most important. Step. Yeah, so that's a big thing. So I feel quite often people come to me at my wellness clinic and they would say they would have well vague symptoms. They would be getting headaches. They would maybe feel nausea. They would maybe um, be getting frequent illnesses. You know, any gastric symptoms. And then once we connect the dots and we say, but you know, could it be that you have burnout? Mm-hmm. And we say, yes, you have burnout. What do we do about it? So then I'll refer them to you. And so if you see someone and you say, yes, you have burnout, how do you work? Do you kind of do lots of sessions? Do you, how do you? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, I really take a unique approach, but of course you can do one-on-one sessions um, and just kind of sort of um, work through the different aspects of, of burnout or what, you know, what that particular individual is experiencing and what they want to kind of focus on. And, you know, you have the big picture and then, you know, you work on the little things in each session. So that's, you know, obviously that works pretty well for people having the one-on-one time. I've also worked in groups with people um, and group sessions can be quite valuable because just hearing other people's lived experiences is really wow. valuable. So I have to run- feel you're not alone. It's not just you who are not coping, yeah. but there's other people going through the same thing. It normalizes certain things. And it helps us to know that, you know what, there's other people who also need more than six hours of sleep. Other people yeah. also do better on eight, nine hours. Yeah. There's other people who also can't just work through the day without eating. Other people who also you need yeah. to set an alarm, have those healthy nutritious snacks yeah so that's very valuable yeah and just you know also you know things that happen at work microaggressions or you know experiences with colleagues that you know maybe difficult conversations so hearing other people go through it all is very very valuable and you know I've yeah so I've run group sessions with with burnout and with other topics as well. And it, it is, there's a lot of value in that. So, um, and I one. think that's important for, for people to know because so when people, when physicians or nurses come to me with burnout, they sometimes feel that there's a flaw in them for having, for not being able to cope with certain things that they think that their colleagues are coping with. So I feel it's first to really explain to someone that there's not a flaw in you. And then also when we manage burnout and we treat burnout, the biggest cause of burnout is systemic issues. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that the systemic issues can continue and we must just become more resilient and cope with it. That's not what we're saying at all. And you're working at it and I'm working at it in our local communities and hospitals to really address systemic issues, Mm -hmm. to, to, to enable change, to equip change, to lead change so that there are less systemic issues leading to burnout. Yeah. But while we're working at changing those things, and it's hard to change those things in very big organizations, 
while we're working at the things maybe causing the burnout, our heart is really to equip and enable people to cope. Yeah. So we're not saying the flaw lies with you as a person yeah. for having burnout. The problem is really in the system. But while we are working in a broken system, how do we get ourselves so healthy mm-hmm. that our cup is full, that our cup is full enough to give to our patients, that our cup is full enough to give to our families? I've, both of us have young families. Mm-hmm. And it's so critical for us to to pour into our children and into our aging parents, husbands, to pour mm-hmm. into our families, we need to be healthy and we need to be full. And mm-hmm. so we, and to, for our patients to really be present, to, to help them, we need to be healthy. And then so that is something that you're living, you're not just like mm-hmm. you're walking the talk and you're now on your way to San Francisco to a mindfulness yeah. event, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, so I, I feel like mindfulness, again, just with the connection, with your, with your mind and body is so, you know, it's, it's a pivotal um, tool to use. And so exactly what you were saying, like there's the systemics um, issues and then really what, what I believe in or what I, you know, try to embody myself is like working on giving yourself tools that you can use to just improve your overall health and well-being. So, um, and not just physician health, it works for, you know, other people as well, just having those tools to um, use to, yeah, improve your overall well-being. So chat about that tools, so examples of what are you talking about? Well, mindfulness is a is a big one. So yes, and let's maybe pause at mindfulness. If there's any of our listeners that's not that familiar with mindfulness, and I know I've had many previous podcasts on mindfulness, but yeah. so they, they didn't have to search through all my podcasts. Mm-hmm. Can you just maybe give us a bit of a summary about what is mindfulness? So it it's just it's really simply like just being in the moment. So paying attention to moment to moment things. Um, and whatever comes up for you in that moment, just accepting it without judgment. So um, just noticing what you're feeling and accepting it. And I think that's the simple way of, of yes. it. Yeah. Because often as physicians or as moms, we are planning for the future because we have so many things. You're thinking about the next patient you're going to see, what's going to be for dinner tonight, what time to speak up. So, and planning and you're in the future, but then you're also, that's what makes us successful, the way that we're able to plan. Yeah. But then we're also quite often in the past thinking, oh, so this patient I saw earlier this morning, I should have told them that I should yeah. remember to follow up on that MRI results. I should remember to call right. the hematologist about that blood results. So we're quite often in the past and in the future and mm-hmm. being in the past and the future really worsens burnout. It does. Yeah. That really helps us to be in the moment, to focus Mm -hmm. in the moment that helps us to be more connected to our bodies. Because that's why the example that I mentioned, many people come with physical symptoms. But then as you become more in the moment, more in your body, you realize that it's not necessarily that I hate that person. It's maybe that I am feeling irritable. And why am I feeling irritable? Maybe I did not sleep enough last night. I did not have a proper breakfast. I maybe need a little bit of a break or a timeout. You know, it really makes us mm-hmm. aware of what we are feeling. It helps for retention headaches, right? If you're not like keeping mm-hmm. intention, you're acknowledging the tension. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness is that's a very big coping tool. Mm-hmm. Any other tools? 
Um, well, there's a whole bunch, but yeah, I think, um, you know, mindfulness and then, you know, being aware of your thoughts too, which also is a part of mindfulness, but just kind of um, being aware of your thoughts and being able to label your emotions is huge as well. So just um, if you're feeling something, allowing that feeling to occur and, and naming it is huge as well. So that's, that's another thing that um, I find very helpful. So do you recommend journaling or setting an alarm at a certain time of day to do it? Because we don't automatically do this. Yeah, not right? at all. So and sometimes yeah. I find helpful to set aside a certain time. And for me, the best time would be when my kids are in bed at night and I'm trying to avoid screens for the two hours before I go to bed. Yeah. So if I, in any case, can't be checking my patient results, and I can't be on my social media feed, you know, that is a good time for me to journal and to to just a little bit reflect what did I feel today and why did I feel it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every, like for me, um, I don't write, like I, I never was a big writer. So I think, you know, for people who really enjoy writing, then long journaling. But I say like for me, what works best is just jotting down a few things. And I usually do it in the morning because that's my quiet time. But um, so I'll, um, you know, I'll write down again, like, you know, some things you feel grateful for, or, you know, how you want your day to go, but you, you know, there's different things that you can, you can do, but it's just sort of to reflect and to, um, cause gratitude is another big tool. Like it, there's lots of studies to show how beneficial that is. And so just, just making note of things that you're grateful for, things that you want to do during the day to make your day great. Um, I find for me that's what yes, I- and that's kind of two different things. So the gratitude is a very big thing, but yeah. then also setting your t- in- intention. Yeah. Melinda Gates writes this in her book, The Moment of Left, that if you don't set your own schedule, someone else will. Yeah. And we know that as moms mm-hmm. and as busy physicians, you know, you can be seeing patients all day and you can be doing laundry and cooking and cleaning all day. And at the end of the week, the week would be passed and you'd be like, but, but what happened, you know? So it's so critical to set your schedule, to set your intention. Yeah. And also that intention of having joy, having happiness. It's not, yeah. unfortunately, it's not something that just happens on its own. It's something that we have to intentionally work towards. Yes. And I think, you know, realizing that and then, and then, as you said, just being intentional and, and finding ways to, to build that into your day is huge. And then what other things do you do during your day? So I know you're going on a wellness retreat now, which sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's something good. And then in the mornings you reflect, and yes. you still journal, right? Even though you say that you're not writing a book, you're yes. still jotting down certain exactly. things. Yeah. So you journal, you do gratitude, you set intentions. What yeah. else do you do for your personal wellness? Well, I try. I I really make a point of, of getting enough sleep um, so that I make that a priority. And I try to move my body every day. Well, I do move my body every day. So I have, you know, I track my movements and I... Um, I, I try what do you to, use to track your movement? So I use an aura ring. Um, oh, what do you think about that? Here. <laughs> oh, cool. Are you happy with it? I, I like it. I haven't used a lot of different um, other ones, so I don't. I can't really compare. But for me, it works because it tracks my sleep and it tracks my movement. 
and and different activities that I do during the day. So I find it it's good. Yeah. Does it make a bit of a light at night when you sleep? No, that's the thing. It doesn't, and that's the it doesn't bother me at all when I sleep, and there's no light that I can notice. So amazing. Because at my wellness clinic, we use an app for our electronic medical records. It's called Practice Better. And then my clients watches their Fitbit or Apple or Garmin watch automatically integrate because that's a very big part of what we do is we we really track what they eat, how much they move and how much they sleep and then what quality of sleep you get. Because quite often people will say, oh, I'm a night owl. I can sleep from two o'clock in the morning till 10. But then when we actually track and we see, okay, but maybe that sleep was not as restorative as sleep because science shows us that your most restorative sleep is from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. So you really need to be those four hours in bed longer. You want want to be in bed longer, but you want to get good quality. So it's not just the length of time, it's the quality. So for us to track that. Mm-hmm. And for me to convince clients who tell me, no, I'm a night owl, or I don't need that much sleep, or I'm good with five, yeah. I, I need that data. And that's why at our clinic, we're very data driven. Mm-hmm. And then people will maybe sleep with their watches and we can track their sleep, see when they go yeah. to deep sleep. But I don't track my own sleep because my watch wakes me up. That light, mm-hmm. I have a very mm-hmm. nice Garmin Phoenix watch and I love it for my triathlon. It's like the best right. on open water. It really has the best tracking of of distance swam in the ocean so yeah. I love it but that light wakes me up at night yeah, when it tries to look at your saturation and it looks at your pulse yeah. I would be sleeping and this bright light will be shining in my eye <laughs> so that's good to know if you're happy with the aura ring and yeah. I looked at it at some time but it was a bit expensive so I yeah. stopped looking at maybe I should look at it again yeah they kind of changed their um structure and I made it a little bit more pricey recently I've noticed oh they did <laughs> I don't know when you look uh, so they that might have been already when you look like um because when I bought it I bought it like four years ago um it, they it was you just bought it and then you had everything included and now I think there's a membership or something like that. yes like with but everything in this life <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but it is good I do like it so easy to wear and it gives you all yeah like the, your deep sleep your um you know so it breaks it into the, the different um types of sleep um and um and it tracks your activities as well so if there's anyone listening to our podcast or watching us on youtube who feels that they will benefit from coaching mm-hmm. maybe they realize that maybe they do not hate their job. Maybe they don't need to quit jobs. Maybe they can just reach out to you and save a lot of money or, or keep earning money and not just quit their job and go without money. Um, if they want to reach out to you, how do they reach you? Uh, you can go to my website um, at www.mikhailsegalmd.com and con- connect with me there. Okay, um, and I'll put the link in the description below. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm also on Instagram. And LinkedIn and Facebook. So all the usual suspects. (laughs) And who do you see? Do you only see people in British Columbia or throughout Canada, throughout the world? Who do you see? Yeah, and and most of my sessions are virtual. So I coach people from all over the world and not with physicians either. So anyone who sort of wants to make some changes to improve their quality of their life. Amazing. Dr. Siegel, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for making people's lives better. Thank you for helping, you know, because that's such a critical thing here 
in Canada now is that, well, throughout the world, but that we have this shortage of physicians now, not because of inadequate training, but people who are working, who get burned out, who doesn't have the capacity to see as many patients or who have to take time off work. So you're not only helping physicians, you're Mm -hmm. helping everyone that they're going to help. So thank you for the amazing, amazing work that you're doing. And I hope you enjoy your time at the retreat. I hope you come back so well rested that you're so full of energy that you can help a thousand more people. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for all that you do as well. It's amazing. Um, Just watching all the things that you're doing. That's good. That's I feel that's our purpose here on earth, right? To equip and enable and help. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Take Amazing. care. Thanks. All the best. Bye. Thanks for having okay, me. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode today by medical doctor Daniela Stein. Follow us on social media and subscribe to our newsletter at www.wellnessmdhealth.com to stay up to date on educational resources that will take your quality of life to the next level. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider. Never disregard medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Remember, you are created to thrive.